Welcome to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I'm Boomer X. And I am Millennial Z. And we are talking about why is breaking up so hard to do? And we're going to focus primarily on romantic attachments here, but there are other, any other relationship that makes it difficult. They are more obvious, I think. Romantic relationships seem to be more difficult, messy, and harder to break up from. Yeah. In general. We argued in the beginning of that where I was like, I think family is hard. Yeah, in our last podcast. Yeah, and and I don't necessarily disagree. It's just Mm -hmm. that you usually don't break up with family. That's why. Right. That's hence why it's, to me, it's it's like a whole level. You stay with it. And we we will definitely talk about that. But Mm -hmm. the romantic attachments and relationships are the ones where they generally have more breaking up and why it's so hard to do because honestly, it's voluntary. It's completely voluntary. Or family, there are more legal and other attachments there beyond, which I think makes it harder. And we're going to discuss what <laughs> makes it harder. Uh, but I think the number one reason, and we'll jump right into it right now, that romantic attachments is hard, hard to break up with, is people are afraid to be alone. That's, your, that's what you think number one is? Yeah, that's what I think number one is. Yeah, fear of. I'm not willing to disagree with that, but I wouldn't be. That wouldn't be my personal reason to hesitate on breaking up with somebody because I don't fear of. It's not mine either. You've seen I've I've been alone for years and years, and I am fine. But Mm -hmm. for the vast majority of people, being alone scares the dickens out of them. I've had them tell me that. I've seen it myself. I've seen people in miserable relationships, and they shrug. And I talk to them, and their friends or family, and they go, "Well, at least I'm not alone." I'm like. Man, that is no excuse. I would happily be alone. So it's never even registered in my brain. I guess that's just some type of, you know, physiological neuro difference with us between other people. But I, <laughs> even when in facing danger where I could die in the next couple of moments, I've never been like, I'm dying. You know, I've heard like, or movies or like, I'm w- at least I'm with the person I love when I'm dying. Like, I've never had that feeling. Yeah. It, and it might just it's be so a- weird one of our psychological shortcomings as a family (laughs) you and i maybe (laughs) yeah but and others you know in our direct your brother your sister same way your grandfather same way it just it's just not a thing for us if we're alone okay we probably chose to be that way for whatever reason if we don't want to be alone we can put ourselves out there and try to meet Mm -hmm. people i don't know maybe we're looking at this completely unrealistically i don't know i'm just Mm -hmm. saying for us it is not a major component yeah not for being in a relationship that i'm that i don't want to be in for sure right now i I still see comfort with social interactions for sure sure. i'm not you know being with someone stone you (laughs) you love yeah and you love and care about is certainly far more fulfilling and makes you feel better as a person overall and seems to give you more purpose and meaning and yada yada but Mm -hmm. if you are miserable and you know that's that person after much soul searching and you've tried to change and you've done everything and you know every day you're like why am i going back to this what am i doing and you're like it's just time i'd rather be alone than have to be around you and we will just can it we will just cut it off and go on our way I will take quite drastic measures to get out of the relationship if that needs to be what happens just to get out of it. Fake your death and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not fake my death because it's too cowardly for me, too much work. I would just be yeah, like, like, is that necessary? Like, 
Yeah, if she's that crazy, I'm already in all types of other problems. We need to have to <laughs> yeah, fix my you're, death. You're right. <laughs> but so no. and, and and this goes for and this goes for men and women uh, and everything in between. I, I think the biggest <laughs> the biggest fear is being alone. They just rather just deal with it. And that, and that leads me to what I think is my second one. Everybody just thinks they're in a rough patch. Like, look, every relationship has its ups and downs. That's and they're thinking, very reasonable. Yeah, yeah, this is just a bad spot and we'll dig our way out of it. It'll get better because they're a good person, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So you, it's pretty reasonable. And I, and I would is. second that. And yeah. I think more people should do that because right. it usually does get better. It, you know, right. pain and misery is really always temporary. It really always is. Yeah. So. And a lot of the times the pain and misery is stuff in your own head, unless yeah. someone is abusive and doing mm -hmm. things, you know, to you deliberately to cause you that pain or misery. But, you know, sometimes you can both just get crossways with each other and mm -hmm. just be mad at each other for some inconsequential petty stuff and just drag it out because you're emotionally attached. So you're overly sensitive they're overly sensitive and you turn it into something it's not but that requires yeah. both of you to be yeah in in that same cyclically you know yeah. feeding off each other's negativity the whole time yeah and, and you and going you, down you, that rabbit hole of hate and despair right. and maliciousness <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous anger i've been there yeah everybody has everybody has mm -hmm. and they're miserable and they're thinking and rightfully probably this is just a rough patch mm -hmm. but the thing of it is what if it's not and that's you're looking at who they are because the mask has dropped and that's who you're dealing with and you're just not compatible right and you need to cut it loose but you won't because you just think it's a rough patch because in your mind they're the same person that you thought they were when you met but that's not that person you realize they're a different person <sighs> That's a real, that's a real case by case situation. And it that's a judgment is. call. That's a hard judgment call to make. And I, and I think all of these cases are individual specific cases. And each one is a judgment call between each other. There's no blanket statement you can make. There's some blanket statements. It. You know, you well, met with somebody and they really got into cocaine and heroin. And you're like, well, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But you they start taking I mean. all of your money to do yeah, cocaine and heroin. And you're like, but that's, hmm. that's, that's a different, that's a different thing altogether. And most people wouldn't have too much trouble cutting somebody like that loose. I don't think, but it depends. We could I've be seen. wrong. I could <laughs> be wrong. Oh, I've <laughs> seen. I wouldn't have any trouble situations. with it. I'd be like, I'll miss you, but not that much. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, and that sounds harsh and cruel, but I've been in those kind of relationships, not with a, a heroin addicted person no heroin but, addicts no That's no heroin wax yeah i just i don't attract that type you're missing but out i've heard i'll, I'll just <laughs> have to make do <laughs> but the, but the thing is you know when you see that it has got nothing to do with you and you can't make it better you can't save these people they have yeah. to save themselves yeah generally speaking there are always exceptions but generally speaking they have to hit rock bottom and know it and want to change before they can change and meaning they have to hit rock bottom if you're with them you have to hit rock bottom yes. with them if you are in a romantic relationship especially if you're living together or something else yeah you will hit with them because mm -hmm. otherwise you're just supporting their their issues but that's yeah. what i mean you're thinking oh it's just a rough patch he's just experimenting you know with drugs mm -hmm. he's just and you always making excuses for him you think it's just a phase or a temporary thing or whatever it is and and it's a reasonable assumption yeah but 
it does it gets steadily worse instead of steadily better it's not a rough patch that's just who they are and i think that's a big reason why a lot of times people just have a difficult time breaking up that's why you know breaking up is hard to do one people don't want to be alone that's another driving well he's just doing a little bit of heroin he's still got it under control you know or he's, you know you're arguing with yourself because <laughs> you don't want to be by yourself but he's nice to me he's just got a little thing it's just in Damn. the evenings yeah yeah, yeah. just it, to take the people, load off people yeah people right and they got two things working against them one they think it's just a bad patch and two they don't want to be alone and that's like almost a recipe for sticking with that individual, I think. I think the I think this kind of goes into that one, and it's a little bit of a compound problem with that. Is you're with somebody for a long time, and you've invested time, money, yeah, emotions in with them, a, and you don't want that's to. That's a big one. The, change the mis- that you don't want yeah, to lose that. The mistake thinking. That's another another one. That's why it makes it hard is you think you've invested all this time and effort and that now I have this much invested, so I can't just throw it all away. Yeah. And that's a big one. Yeah. And I think that is the wrong way to look at it. It is the wrong way to look at it, that, but people not, can't help themselves to look at it that way. Yeah. They are not a stock. They right. are not They're not an a... asset. They're appreciating <laughs> yeah. in value. They are a right. human being and this is what they are. And right. if, and if they have proven that you can't be with them and they're, and you know, they're not going to change for the better. You just, you know, it, you've talked to them. They're not, it's time to cut them loose, but yeah. people don't do it. Cause they're like, yeah, but we've been together for five years. And mm. during that five years, you had a great time and they were a different person. Now they're this person. It's time to cut them loose. And yeah. you're just going to drag yourself down. And that thing of, oh, I have an investment. What, what do you mean? You got, you like give them a hundred dollars every week. Are they supposed to, <laughs> they supposed yeah, to what kind of compound interest are we or? talking here? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's going on? That's not how this works. That's not how yeah. any of this works. <laughs> so they are. What's the index folio look like? What are yeah, we talking here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me see the graphs, <laughs> but it's, it's not, it's not going to work that way at all. And you're just going to make yourself more miserable and you're going to make them more miserable and here's the other thing if it's a romantic relationship regardless of you know whether you're male or female the older you get the more difficult it is to bond with somebody else because you become more set in your ways with different expectations you get more battle scarred and psyche scarred so i'm not saying at the first sign of trouble you kick them to the curb what i'm saying is you have to be a little bit removed and think about it more rationally and know if this thing you've tried everything you've done everything and it's not happening for you you don't look at it as an investment it is not an investment that is not a consideration for you at least that's my opinion yeah it's i can't fathom having a deal and trying to get into a relationship you know at at, at your age or so because you're our and somebody is with their entire experience as well. And then if y'all have any type of concrete problem, it's not like y'all are going to compromise for each other because y'all are completely fine not being with each other. Y'all have been, you know what I mean? Y'all have 57 years old or so. Like I have my life, you have your life. I can just not see you. It's what it is. Right. Well, and that's that's the thing about it where like I have my fiance, I know she's with me and I'm with her because we love each other, period. So- Mm -hmm. If, if we have a bad spat, 
we know if we stay together, it's because we want to be there. So mm -hmm. it almost means more in that level. Yeah. And, and, and we also know each other. We're not, she's not a hateful person. I'm not a hateful person. She's not a bad or mean person. I'm not a bad or mean because I don't think so. She might differ sometimes, but you know, it's not. So we know we're not wasting our time with that person. And we know our values are similar that we're not like looking for a reason to just uh, do something or nothing and have the other person support us. That is not our intent at all. You know, we're, we're pretty simpatico on what our goals and what our lifestyle should be and what we think we're going to get out of life. We enjoy having family around, seeing friends and, and doing things together. And that's what we want to do. We'll be doing the same things with or without each other. And that's a biggie. And that's a mm -hmm. hard one to find in another person. Another person like, well, I want to travel the world. And like, well, that's nice. I'd like to travel the world too, but I don't want to do it all the time. That's not going to be my second career. I'm not interested in that. Not to say I don't want to travel. I do, but I don't want to make it my life's calling until I run out of money or die. You know, that's sure. just not what I am. Now, a lot of people do, and that's fine, but that's not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into some weird ones that I don't agree with, but I, I did some <laughs> some research on top reasons. And uh, <laughs> one of them is um, you care what people say and think about the relationship if you break up. And Man, I just that's gotta can't be get around the worst that one. reason of all, but I think it does have it an has impact. to happen. It has to happen. And a lot of people get with somebody, you know, for hypergamy, they get with somebody because their parents or they will think that their family will very value this person because they're in whatever yeah. job or whatever, yeah. or they and have it, whatever values. They're not the living system. with that person or being in a relationship with that person. The only person that matters whether or not you're in a relationship with someone else is you. Yeah. Now, if you got kids with somebody, I will say that is a contributing factor, but they don't mm -hmm. know what's going on. They don't live with you. And they, and if you're miserable, they're probably miserable too. And you probably need to seriously consider that because you don't want to make everybody miserable just because you stayed. And right. I don't, I don't advocate divorce, but sometimes that is the best choice. Yeah. Rather yeah. When you're in a super toxic relationship, there's only mm -hmm. so much. And it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse as y'all get older. It's time, to, mm -hmm. it's time to just cut them loose and try to rebuild something and try to be happy. You have a finite lifespan. Don't destroy it and make yourself miserable until the day you die because you stay with somebody you don't like and they don't like you. Yeah. I'll say, and I, I'm in the beginning of a relationship, and I'm sure this is very common, I'm very quick to cut the cord. Very right. quick. So... <laughs> Well, I think one of the fastest ones was I was talking to some girl and she was kind of goofy, but she was really nice and bubbly, mm -hmm. but she just kept being clumsy all the time about things. And yeah. it just, it just turned into like, I drove with her once. She just wasn't paying attention to how she was driving and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, didn't, you... didn't want to die, huh? Not even that. It was just <laughs> like, you aren't really putting forth effort in living or in your life like you're not really trying to make good choices anywhere there was, like there was just no the simplest things there was no care in activity is that what you're saying yeah there like was just was... no you're not paying attention you're just yeah. trying you're just laissez da about the whole thing laissez like fair and just yeah floating through airhead. life mm -hmm. kind of an airhead but she wasn't dumped she just didn't i don't know just and she got into <laughs> and she got into you, a huh? wreck 
And she got into the ER room and I showed up for the ER room, made sure she was okay. And then, I, and I made sure she was okay and everything. And I, and I, you know, talked to her for until she got better. And, and as soon as she was out of the hospital and her mom was taking care of, her, I was like, we gotta, I gotta split. Sorry. I know this is kind of a <laughs> terrible thing to do, but that is rough. I'm laughing just because it's so bad, because what are you going to do? Like, damn, yeah, I, I didn't break up with her immediately. You know, but I you made wanted sure to. she was okay. I, oh, I did. I was like, I know why you got in a wreck. It's because you don't pay attention. You're not paying and, attention to what you're doing. And you just, you just know that you couldn't live with somebody like that because it would right. drive you crazy. Yeah. And you would make her miserable and yourself. Cause miserable. I would constantly be, you know, picking up yeah. after, or I'd be telling her to pick her up after herself. So I'm essentially going to change, trying to change her life. Like yeah. we don't need yeah. this situation. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, nah. you're looking at it with cold dispassion. I have to say, and, <laughs> yeah. and I got to say, you're probably getting it honest for me because I'm the exact same way with certain things. And you know, look, this is going to be a train wreck in five years. I'm not getting on that train. I'm yeah. going to go somewhere else, but yeah. that is a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah, you feel terrible while doing it. But you're like, this is unfortunately the yeah. best option. Yeah, I, I absolutely really agree. And we sound like horrible people laughing about people's pain <laughs> and suffering. Because we're really not. We're we're trying to avoid a worse situation later, and we know that. And like I said, mm -hmm. if you know you can't be around that person because y'all have a completely different perceptions of reality and how you react to the world and your lifestyle, do not get with that person. Yeah, I mean, do not stay with that. You can be great friends. But you should not be creating a romantic relationship where you're living together and planning a life together, because that's just a recipe for disaster. And this leads me to my next one. I think a lot of people stay on those, aside from the, I don't want to be alone, aside from the, I have so much time invested, and aside from the, what would people think nonsense, mm -hmm. you have, <laughs> I, that just boggles my mind. I'm just not that way at all. But I, mm -hmm. I agree. I think some people are like that, especially younger people trying to make an impact. Yeah, But one, one of the largest reasons I think people don't break up and they should is they are mistaking sexual desire and chemistry for compatibility. And you're telling oh, yeah. me that's why you break up with people because you know you're not compatible and you describe it in a way that's funny and a bit, you know, yeah. uh, not so cool. But the real reason is you knew you weren't compatible. So there's no way I'm hanging around for this eventual mm -hmm. dumpster fire. I'm going to avoid this whole situation. And you knew it. So regardless yeah. of what else is going on, you cut them loose. And I think a lot of people do. You can have great desire for somebody and great chemistry, but you just two different people. And outside the bedroom, you simply can't stand each other. Yeah, that's a that's a big one to, to yeah. bite. And that's a tough one, man, because there are really no other reasons if you get down to the bottom of the everything of why you're in a romantic relationship to start it up, especially when you're young, is sexual chemistry. That's that's what is the glue that binds. Yeah. You. Physical attraction. Yep, yep, And that chemistry that, you know, gets, you know, spurred up from that and the compatibility in that particular area. But if that's all you got that's all you have. That's not, yeah, that's not a, a life relationship. You, you can't live with somebody if that's all there is. If you're fighting with everything else, but that, if you don't see, don't look at the world the same way, if you don't value the same things or think in similar fashions, I'm not saying you've got to be a carbon copy, quite the opposite. You need separate interests and separate activities mm -hmm. to be your own person, but it needs to be in a compatible manner in a way that you both jive with each other and look forward to seeing each other outside 
of the bedroom. Because I'm telling you, there are ups and downs with that too, for sure. And you will spend most of your time in the living room and in the kitchen and outside the house, <laughs> not in the bedroom. So if, <laughs> if you're fighting everywhere but in the bedroom, it's going to crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had that problem. Um, everybody has, I think, except asexuals, yeah. you know, cool. people who just simply don't participate in that. But a lot of people have the problem with, oh, man, everything's so good. Like, no, 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 not everything. Just one thing so good. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you mistake that for, we're so compatible. No, you're not. No, you're yeah. not. You're not compatible at all. You're, yeah. Uh, you know, and... It and depends on the relationship on how they see it because I see that on the outside a lot and I'm like, I don't know how these people are together. Well, but you know why? Because they that's end up 20 years together though, you know? Yeah, so, or they work it out because they're decent yeah. people and there are other things going on you don't know about. There are other compatibilities that you don't know about, but they knew. Yeah. So they sure. stuck it out and it worked out well and, and bravo to them. They, mm-hmm. they probably took the hard road and made it work, which is not yeah. an easy thing and, and good for them. But when that's all you have is bedroom compatibility and nothing else. And you're thinking, Oh, we're, we're like peas in a pot. No, you're not like peas in a pot. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're like a pea in an apple. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. Uh, what you have in common is neither one of you are meats and that's all you have in common, but it's difficult to uh, recognize that and think that strong attraction is going to make it all better. And, means that you're both going to be together especially when it's reciprocated by the other person yeah that's a hard one to learn and i had to learn that one a couple times just because they're pretty yeah and they think you're pretty and everything's wonderful but as soon as that's over right back to fighting and and uh, bickering and saying goofy things to each other that are meaningless and petty and hurting each other's feelings so I got one um, and I kind of see this, but I, it doesn't, I mean, again, this is me seeing from them saying the most common ones, and this is from multiple different articles and studies of people, interviews and such is um, we're, they're scared. Nobody else is going to love them after. Yeah. That's that fear of alone thing. I think. Yeah. Similar. And it's kind of, of like, or uh, to me, the best I can relate to it is, getting back into the dating scene, I guess, because that's mm-hmm. a really, a really painful for me. Nobody wants it. to do that with any sense, unless they're just party animals and they just like right. hanging out with groups of people and drinking and partying and all that. And that's okay if that's your bag, especially if your significant other is into the same kind of scene. There are, there is that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so far past that. I can't even think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, but I think that stems from fear of being alone. And not simply the I don't want to date thing. If you're with somebody simply because I don't want to have to find somebody else, that's, <laughs> that's almost as bad as what would what would my friends think if I broke? I mean, who who cares? You do what right. you got to do. You're miserable with that person now. You can't do any worse than be with another. Uh, the way I person. see it, if if that's the low, if that's how far it's going for you, it can't be that bad a relationship. If you're just like, yeah. I don't feel like finding anybody else. If yeah, you're just settling that hard, I guess yeah. it's not that bad. That, that's what I think too. It, there's something else going on there. You, yeah. You, yeah. Either <laughs> something, but I don't think that's much, that's much of a reason at all. Um, but I, I, I'm sure somebody has used that as an excuse. Um, one, one of the big ones though, and I see that 
with a certain kind of person is rather than think you're in a bad spot and you'll get over it, there is the opposite of that thinking, well, this person may not be all that now, but in a few years, they're going to be all this. Mm. And you're hanging on thinking that their potential is going to blossom and they're going to be this great person once they get past this particular series of humps that you have mm-hmm. no evidence that they're going to do at all. They're just making mouth noises about the future and painting pretty pictures and doing all this, but they're not taking steps in that direction, but they're just overcome with the potential of an individual. And that could be male or female Yeah, that all this stuff is going to happen and they're going to do this and they're going to do that, but they're not actually moving to do that. But for yeah. whatever reason, and you just keep hanging on that, that potential is going to blossom. But in the meantime, you're miserable. Yeah. I yeah. I mean uh, to put it in the other way is that they 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 think that it's an investment again, you know, they think it's oh yeah. I, I that's a variation I can get on something out of it. Eventually. But it's different. Investment a lot of times is they don't think that person's going to change much. They just want mm-hmm. certain bad habits to go away that they drives them crazy and makes them suffer. And they just think I have so much invested, all they have to do is stop doing this and I'll be fine, but -hmm. they won't do it. That, that I think is the investment only thing. This Mm -hmm. is, these people are are miserable. I know that and their situation's miserable because of the way they think and are, and there's no one thing you can point at. It's just a series of things. It's just the way they are. And you think they're going to change into some potential wonderful thing and you're going to do it you're going to help. And I have news for you. You are not going to help. And they probably are not going to change, especially if you're there and they can keep doing what they're doing because it's easier just to do that. And so you're, you you won't break up with them because you think they're continually going to do it and you're continually going to help make it happen. Well, if there's anything to avoid, and I keep saying this and I keep trying to tell people before they do it to not do it and they end up doing it anyway is don't co-sign anything with people that you barely know in a relationship just because you think it's going really well. Please stop doing this. What do you mean and a legal I've seen contract? The tra- like debt? They'll they'll co-sign with a car. She needs a car. He needs a car. I'm going to tell you. They need a place to live. Something so right now. And I've seen it happen many together. times. You don't co-sign anything ever. <laughs> I, I don't care parent and child situation or something even then you better look at it hard because yeah they have whatever it is and you're going to be stuck paying for it and they don't care right. or they'd be paying it if they need right. a co-signer the loan institution is telling you i don't trust this person and there's a right. reason for it they want to make money off of people so if they're not lending money to them they have a, an incredibly good reason and they don't mm-hmm. have an emotional attachment like you they're a bad risk if they're demanding a co-signer. Don't be that co-signer. Find another way. If you want to buy the car for them and give it to them, do that. But don't be a co-signer. That's yeah. is what I'm saying. Never. Find other ways. If they absolutely have to have a vehicle, get them one. But don't co-sign for it. Because I am telling you, I have never seen it turn out well. And I've seen it happen really? many times. Many. I've never seen I've it I've seen turn it turn out, out- poorly than fairly i've never seen it turn out well yeah it's always even if they end up paying their end it's always a fight it's always a shadow over the relationship it's always 
a problem for many, many times and, and messing up people's credit where they, they would have truly been better off just buying them a vehicle if that was the case or, or putting the apartment yeah. in their name saying you can live here. It, whatever it is, be the entire sole owner. Don't co-sign because you're getting all the responsibility and none of the ownership of it at all. Just yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it's best to, if it, at, at certain lengths, if y'all can't afford it, like you loan it out and then she pays you or he pays you yeah, the money. Yeah, and, and it's and in your it's name. It's under your name only. Yeah, not theirs because they can do whatever right. they want because they're a co-owner. You can't right. tell them. That's a civil problem. There's nothing you can do about it. You, know, yeah. you could take them to civil court, but I promise you, you're not. Mm-hmm. Or you would have not co-signed for it. So, so right. that's that's a self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Just don't co-sign for anything. Just don't. Figure out another way. There are many other ways you could go about it. There's no reason to ever co-sign for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then another one, don't um, don't uh, un- don't do unsafe sex, guys. That's that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a that's not a that's a situation you where you get into it. Oh, it's that's definitely a reason why people don't break up all the time. Well, I got a kid with her. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you did. Yeah. So that's (laughs) what you're saying about the unsafe sex is you if if they end up getting pregnant. Well, I you know, when I was coming up, that was certainly a reason why you would stay with somebody. I don't see that happening much anymore. It's not common, but it happens still. Yeah, I, I much it's much more prevalent for people to just I'm pregnant. That sounds like a personal problem. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Is it mine? I want to DNA test. They don't believe it. They don't have anything to do with it. They don't, there's no effort at all into trying to do what used to be called what's right or whatever that means. Cause that's yeah. variable from person to person, but I don't see that as like slowing people down almost. I know it does mm-hmm. because like I said, that was the thing to do back when i was uh younger but yeah. now no nah, that i don't see that but yeah that that's i don't i don't know i would i personally i would have to try to make it work i have to say i would i would have to try yeah to make it work. But yeah it is a very it, good reason it's it's around. a good one yeah that's it's a very, a good, very good one stick around try to make it work rather than go i can't stand you we're done you know yeah it's definitely a hard reason to break up like, well, we have a kid together, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love messing with uh, my girlfriend about it. Cause she's black. And anytime she talks about having kids, I'm like, if we, if when it comes out, I'm getting a DNA test. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I believe she, you until I see that test. I bet you she, she hates you for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Uh, and she's like, I know you're not playing around. I'm like, I know I'm not playing around. I'm telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not yeah. signing nothing on no birth certificate until I get some DNA tests. <laughs> well, it's what, $200? <laughs> you can easily afford that. <laughs> yeah. No reason not to. We'll go half season on it. That's all. That's okay. <laughs> You'll even do that, right? You'll yeah. facilitate. Yeah. I'll even put in the order for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do all the paperwork. I have to admit, for of any reason, that's probably the most legit I can think of. Although I'm sure many people listening would disagree. Like, no, that's a no. That is a legit reason to try to make it work. I think, and there yeah. are ups and downs to every relationship. That's the thing. You can easily be lulled into, well, this is just a rough patch, and try to make it work. 
but again, you, you need to be self-aware and understand why the rough patches are there and overcome that and make sure that that particular rough patch is truly temporary and something that's just an occurrence due to circumstances and not due to individual uh, mm-hmm. personage, which won't change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, what's the right word? I'm trying to the, the collateral damage of, you know, a single parent raising is for the child is shown statistically terrible. You know, yeah. they, they, their likelihood of being a criminal, their likelihood of not having good yep. education, likelihood yep. of just going into it's drugs. Skyrockets. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's mostly because they don't have two parents looking out for them. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and there's other things going on, but that's the big one. You having two really does help with everything. I mean, over 85% of all the people in prison are from single parent households. What does that tell you? Yeah, that's bad. Mm. Yeah, that's a kind way to put it. So, yeah that's bad <laughs> that's, that's real bad okay? i don't i don't recommend it yeah <laughs> do some um, sling blade with that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right <laughs> um I, I think one of the big ones is and, and it sounds nebulous but it's a good point is you have sort of lost yourself meaning for whatever reason say the person is I don't know how else to put it, but in some way, insidiously abusive and you've lost your self-esteem, you don't really know who you are. So you're just mm-hmm. kind of floating along and yeah. you don't want to cut loose because you have no idea of what you would do or say or, or anything outside of the relationship. It's not even a fear of being alone. It's a fear of trying to figure out who you are. So you much rather yeah, just stay attached. Your entire identity has been with yeah. this person. Yeah, that's what you've done. It's what you've chosen, yes. and now, yes, anything and else, you, you're completely lost. Yes, it's not the same as being alone. It's it's a different thing, but it ends up having the same practical effect. You can't yeah. cut loose from that person. Mm-hmm. And that is something that's that a weird used one. to happen more often. Yeah, but I certainly think that is a possibility. I could see it definitely happen with, especially, I'm going to say this, especially with men, just because men like to provide more and they, they find purpose in providing with a relationship. They find mm-hmm. purpose. They find ambition in themselves to provide more because of yeah, being in a relationship. people in general will work harder for somebody else rather than themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives themselves purpose. And without that, they feel like they're floating along purposeless, rudderless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would yeah and I and I see this more often with dudes because I hang out with dudes more so right obviously. right I'm sure it happens with women they'll subsume mm-hmm. their own desires and and goals just to accommodate a guy or, or they feel a ha- like a happy couple and they don't want to not be that couple because they can't think of themselves outside of that couple relationship or couple activities or couple goals right. and they can't imagine themselves simply not being with another person it's not even the idea of being alone they don't even know who they are by themselves. Right. And and that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah. Really weird. I have never done it and I hope to never do it. It's yeah. super weird well, to me. We both have a strong sense of individuality and so do I and other people we know, but that is it's keeping a... me from transcending without all the ego. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ge- I'm genetically uh what is it? inferior to transcend because of the ego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> stopping you from breaking up with somebody, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah. But, well, now I can't be in rainbow mode because look at this. Yeah. I got an ego. But, but my enlightenment is all washed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can't awaken. I am right. eternally asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but and another one is, and it, and it goes to that one because that one is not board is not abusive it's just the way life goes sometimes but it could lead to you can't imagine yourself outside a relationship because you've been emotionally abused to such a degree that you you can't think without that other person your Mm self-esteem is in the toilet and you simply believe that you're not worthy of not being around that person does that make sense it doesn't make sense to me because I don't accept that. And I, I definitely could see do me ha- doing, I could see me doing that. If I'm with my girl, Lauren for, you know, I'm with her for five years, but I'm with her for another 20 years. You, you start having a, just a sense of self is with that person since that's person's right. been with you your well, entire life. That's the last thing I was talking about. The next thing I'm talking about is emotional abuse has twisted your mind and you can't cut them loose. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Something like that. Yes. Something like mm-hmm. that where you, that emotional abuse has almost defined who you are and has twisted your mind and the way you look at things and has created this weird attachment to them. And I've seen that happen to both sides, men and women. Like you've seen yeah. the hairy guy who cuts his grass every day, even though he doesn't <laughs> need it because he yeah. can't stand being in the house with her, but he ain't leaving mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, you've seen that. I see that. He's outside waxing the car, all the cars, vacuuming and all. Every day. Every day. He doesn't even drive them. He has a work vehicle. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the same thing was that. The woman just constantly badgered by some dude over some nonsense, yelling at her about useless, trivial things. And and she's miserable. But she isn't going anywhere. She she thinks this is, I deserve it, or this is what I get, or it's my life, or whatever that's you're being emotionally abused and you need to find out who you are and not tolerate that nonsense that bill you don't know it the bill bird joke of uh tuna casserole and just starts beating (laughs) start slapping the kids yeah yeah Yeah, it's just it's insane you you're not in your right mind is my point and you can't and you cannot think about being away it's not what we talked about earlier where you're identifying couplehood as being who you are this is more than that. This is, mm-hmm. you're being abused. You may not be in abuse in other relationship. You may have a great relationship, except for a few things. And you simply can't imagine being out outside of it because you don't know who you are. This right. is, you identify yourself with that partner and the abuse and your brain's mm-hmm. all twisted up. And that, yeah, you'll and even you just, defend them when they do yeah, beat you. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm, I deserve it. Well, I did, I did make tuna casserole again. And he told me not to, you know, or, you know, she did I tell forgot. me, yeah, she did tell me I better not be a minute late from work. And here I am two minutes late. So I'm just yeah. going to go outside and wax the car until she gets over it or whatever people yeah. tell themselves to make them to just, oh, he gets this way when he has a couple in them, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Crazy. Well, she, she's that way. She's, she's, she's got a tough day at work and the kids are yelling and screaming in the backyard and, I understand right. it. She, yeah, she has a tough time. Whatever it is, people make excuses for that abusive behavior and think, well, that's just the way they are. It's the way they are because people tolerate it. And you start identifying with that behavior as being justified or appropriate, and it's not. But mm-hmm. that will give you locked into a relationship you shouldn't be in when you should be cutting them loose. And, it, and it's funny yeah. how 
the human mind will twist things around because at one point y'all loved each other and, and perhaps you still do. So you start making excuses for it. And right. then that, that other highly charged emotional stuff like abuse and other things makes it even harder, even though it shouldn't right. make it easier, but it, it makes a more intense emotional attachment. And yeah. A lot of gaslighting and some yeah. weird sim- sense yeah. of comfort after the traumatization yeah. because they get, and you get that high, high after that low, consoling. low. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. That emotional abuse can really make an attachment, an inappropriate mm-hmm. attachment where you really should be looking for ways out as opposed to making excuses to stay around them. So mm-hmm. that, that emotional abuse can really mess with your head and make you stay with somebody that you shouldn't. Right. Well, yeah. If, if there's anything to learn, get out, get out while you can run, <laughs> run to the Hills. Just hit the eject button. <laughs> And just grab a bag, any there. bag. It doesn't matter. Stuff some clothes in there. It doesn't matter if it's yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is true. It, it can really, it can really mess with you and and keep you from thinking in a rational way. If you can take a step back, and 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 the thing is, those emotion, those emotional relationships, those romantic relationships, are all about the emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be the person to sever those ties. Right. But again, as I say, if if you're miserable, there's no change. It gets worse. It's been long going. It's all these things. And you know, I can't take another year of this. I certainly can't take another lifetime of this. And they're not going to make any changes or try to make any real steps for there. It's time to time to cut loose. Now, for a job, it's easy. You am not going to cut them loose because you need to get paid. Right. That's That's it. Or you love the people you work with but they're not paying you enough or just take that L figure out some other type of way yeah, and get another job as soon as you can. Especially now there's tons of jobs. And I know it sounds easy. And if you're in a bad way financially, it's, it's almost impossible, but all I'm telling you is plan your escape because that job does not love you. You are a tool and they're paying yeah. you as little as they can to keep you there. Right. Do Same not, thing with that abuser. They yeah, don't do actually not, love you. They have some right. weird twisted they definition might, of love but they might be screwed up mentally too. The so definition we'll, of love is not love. That's wrong love. <laughs> Get out of there. That's as much as they can muster, but it's not good enough. But with a job, right. they don't. You are, you are a resource. That's why they have a place called human resources. You are not a person anymore. You are a resource to that job. You need right. to just don't, it is a business. They are treating you like a business. So treat mm-hmm. them back like a business. And always remember that for the job. Never get too attached. When you do, that's when you get abused. I, I know yeah. it. I've seen it too many times. It happened to me. Don't allow it. And mm-hmm. people will be stunned when they're so used to abusing you and you tell them, nope, not anymore. They won't know what, what to do anymore, especially. Well, they get angry. Thing. They usually get yeah. angry. Yeah. But they'll know that they messed up at some point and leave you alone. Yeah. For sure. Now, family, that's a whole other thing. It is something where Depends. they are family. It's harder. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Yeah. You have more long-term legal and blood relationships there. So, and other ramifications where you wouldn't as a romantic partner, but all these things we discussed still hold true. Yeah. You can, you can just cut them out of your life. Yeah. If you know well, if you're old enough. Right. And if you're, if you're dependent enough or independent enough, I should say. 
Right. And you should, if they're, if they're making your life miserable and there's no change and they won't listen and they're using you time to let go. But there are definitely ramifications to that. Other family members, friends. Oh yeah. Other it gets messy. Legal things, but get, yeah, but get ready. Start cutting off more people. That's all it is. <laughs> this chamber's got more than one round, boys. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it sounds we're being cavalier about it, but we've all struggled with it and had difficult times. But we've learned once you do it, man, life is so much better, isn't it? Yeah. It, it really and is. I, I see it over and over where people just take in more and more crap from family members. I'm like, I get it, they're family, but to a certain point, yeah, you gotta they, just... they have an obligation to not act that way towards you. So they shouldn't right. be doing that to you. And, and people need to see that. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's right. I'm family. You shouldn't be doing this to me. Right. You know, yeah. everybody makes mistakes. And sometimes people hit rough patches or misunderstandings. But when it's continuous or it escalates and gets worse. Yeah, they're not they're not treating you like family. So don't tolerate it. Or, you know, you can always do a quick test, treat them accordingly. And if they lose their minds and just know, hey, this Uh-oh. is how it this is how um, it's going to be narcissists definitely lose their mind yeah they're the center of the universe and they don't right. they don't want to be treated nearly like they treat others right oh well so what's on the next one our next one well nerd culture over the years yes yes that's a good one it has certainly changed uh i was a bit of a nerd in high school. A bit of a nerd? Okay. Yeah, a bit of a nerd in high school. You played D&D in high school in the <laughs> 80s. Right. That's but the pinnacle of nerd. That was... That was, that was when D&D came out. D&D came out in the 70s. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and I was playing it then, too. So, yeah, there you go. But, yes, right. I brought it through all that. I was a bit of a nerd. But I was working doing athletic things, doing other things that weren't nerdish. Yeah. But I certainly had nerd tendencies and I enjoyed okay. it. Okay. We'll get into the next podcast. Your, right. your, your <laughs> physical, your physical pastimes are also nerdy. You know this, right? <laughs> Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that and I'll, I'll, I'd love to get into this because a lot of things have changed over the time and some things have changed into not being a nerd statement anymore. Like, um, weightlifting i consider in back in the day was a little nerdy because you had to kind of nerd yeah. out on it to get into the right techniques and everything and right and i was really a, i was definitely a nerd it. about that i was doing right and i was doing strongman stuff before it was cool you know i was mm-hmm. a bit of a nerd with that and now it's right. become mainstream and i was doing all that martial arts stuff that's kind of nerdy and i was mm-hmm. doing it with people were nerdy and now it's becoming mainstream with mma you know, mm-hmm. I was doing all that stuff and now it's being celebrated as, oh, isn't that right. cool? Man, I was doing that stuff 30 years ago. <laughs> right. It wasn't cool then. <laughs> everybody thought I was a weirdo and now everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's cool. So, and not to mention, uh, I had my other things, uh, motorcycle riding, which only certain kind of, certain kind of people did that. They were giving away the- content. We're giving away content yeah, next time. Yeah, next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all for listening and join in for our next one where we will elucidate further upon what mm-hmm. we we're discussing. Mm-hmm. And please subscribe and we'll see you soon. I'm Boomer X. I'm Millennial Z. Take care.